Hey everybody, this is actually a podcast episode that I recorded with my friend Katie um, for her, there's like a woman's ministry that she's a part of in her college, so I just wanted to preface that because it's, it's, it's formatted completely different than mine is, but I just really enjoyed this, recording this podcast episode, so I'm putting it on here. All right, all right, you know the drill, enjoy. And oh my gosh, it's with my friends Hannah and Charity these are friends of mine that I grew up with at church and um we're all just engaged in the mission field okay you know the jealous I'm talking okay hey ladies and welcome to the women's ministry podcast our mission is to connect the women of Anderson University through community and discipleship We hope that this podcast will be a practical, accessible resource to encourage you in your walk with Christ. Hey friends, uh, welcome back to the Women's Ministry Podcast. My name is Katie and I'm going to be your host for today. So this week I'm in a new location with some special friends. Um, I'm actually back at home in Florida this week for spring break and I wanted to introduce you guys to some friends of mine um, who are just great examples of what it looks like to live out the Great Commission. Um, so today we have Criso, Hannah, and Charity here. So will each of you guys kind of like introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do, how you're involved in missions, maybe how you got started into that, or ministry. It doesn't have to be just missions. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, how I got started into missions and ministry. My, we go to a church that's super missions-oriented and... Mm-hmm. Because of that and my longing for like community and being plugged into church, I joined like missions as a teenager. And um, so I started doing that first mission trip. I loved it. Second mission trip. I hated it. Third mission trip. (laughs) I loved it. And on my third, specifically third, I knew by that time that my purpose was to go throughout the world, go throughout all the world and preach the gospel. So uh, as I go, I just I know that I'm walking in my calling. I am Charity. <laughs> I just did AMT uh, May through August of 2021. AMT is Advanced Missions Training with Overland Missions. Um, Overland Missions has the heart to reach unreached people groups, and so they call us pioneer missionaries because we pioneer into remote locations where people have never heard the gospel before. And so Advanced Missions Training looks like uh, living in Zambia, living all over the world, and kind of just being equipped to go be a minister of the gospel throughout the nations. Um, and so after completing that, uh, the assignment that I chose was to be a sector missionary in Cambodia, which mm-hmm. means, <laughs> yeah, which means that I will live in that country, raise up disciples for Christ, and see revival come to the nation of Cambodia. But, um, that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> My name is Hannah, and I also did the AMT program that Charity was talking about. Um, I did it in 2020 and have been on staff with Overland uh, for almost a year now. And I, my job's a little different than Charity, though. Um, I'm an expedition leader, so I lead um, teams, short-term trips um, all over the world every year. And I take... Yeah, I come home and recruit teams and fire people up for missions and stir um, just the eternal purpose of missions and young people and then equip them and 
take them out on the field and let them get a taste of what missions is like and hopefully launch them into full-time missions as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome. We get to go um, all throughout. I mean, I'm mostly in Africa. So um, yeah, we get to go all throughout Africa and go into villages and just preach the gospel and sit down with people and um, share the heart of God with them. And yeah, we see so many amazing things. So yeah, it's amazing. Let's go. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so today I just kind of wanted to like talk about what it looks like to live out the Great Commission, whether that's like here in the States or overseas. Um, and maybe we can even talk about about like, I don't know, what missions looks like, especially like as a woman, because yeah. sometimes it's a little bit different. <laughs> um, but I have a couple of questions for you guys. If that's OK. Um, so what's the best thing about doing ministry or missions that you've experienced? For me, especially when you know that you're called to do it, but besides just being able to be like, I know that I'm doing what God like crafted and put me on this earth here to do. You're doing something that Jesus came on this earth to do. He, this was what took, this is all he did. This is all he lived for, you know, like to preach him salvation. Oh, glory to God. So, you know, and having the, and this is what drove me. I was like, I want to see someone have their eternity change from hell to heaven, like to impact eternity. That'll do it. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, the greatest thing was, because I always knew I wanted to do full-time ministry, but specifically to missions, like I uh, was able to see like so many families on the field and Mm -hmm. like see women because I thought if I'm a missionary like um, I'm basically gonna be single and lonely like I'm gonna just be alone whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um but I saw so many I saw so many um families and couples like out on the field doing this for like full time and seeing like the Lord put those the Lord's put those desires in my heart since I was young Mm -hmm. and he's also put a desire for missions in my heart since I was young so like to see the Lord like just fully put like set me right into the path that he's always purposed for me and to feel like I guess the the best part for me is feeling like just utterly in the will of God like there's no mistaking that I'm in the will of God you know and doing like what Chris has said like doing the thing that Jesus did and fulfilling the great commission seeing salvation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think to kind of speak on the part about women in ministry like, the first people who ever preached the gospel were women. Mm-hmm. Um, like, after, like, Mary and, like, them, they saw the empty tomb. They said, like, what are you, like, the angel said, like, he's risen, you know? And they came running back, and, like, some of the men didn't even believe, but they were the first preachers of the resurrection of Jesus. And so, like, that's a testimony of why women are called to the missions field. Like, the Lord has such a heart for women, empowering them to go to the mm-hmm. nations. But... Yeah. Um, I think the most special thing about ministry for me, like one, you, of course, you always have to have a heart for people. The entire thing is about being a servant, going low Mm -hmm. and serving other people. Like when Jesus washed the disciples feet, he said, like, just as I've done for you, do this until like your, your brothers, (laughs) you know, to those around you. Um, and so like, that's what, that's the perfect picture of ministry is washing each other's feet. But my main heart in it is, like, I want to see Jesus come back. <laughs> um, and, like, I love the Lord so much that, like, like, every, like, I'm, like, I love seeing people, like, radically change. But at the end of the day, like, 
I'm like, this is all for the Lord. And like, Jesus, if this means like you came back just one day sooner, you know, like just out of a heart of like, come Lord, you know? Um, yeah. So what's the hardest part about doing ministry or missions? People. People. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that's the best thing. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like on your team? People are difficult. People are difficult. I think I think so far, like that is true. Like so far, because I mean, this is only me being in full time for a year, but having to like, like you said, like that's that's the best thing, but it's also the hardest thing. Like having to really um, just go low, and I mean, and the Lord moves in that. The Lord moves and is like just he 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 pushes like humility on me that's something Mm -hmm. that I've had to walk through is like in my team sometimes I want (laughs) to sometimes I don't totally agree with what the way people do things or the way they run things Mm -hmm. and having to either figure out like (laughs) either lead like okay is this an area that that needs improvement lord like and actually hear like kind of dying to my own emotions and actually mm-hmm. seeking the lord like okay lord what do you say what is my direction on this mm-hmm. is this is this an area that we need to improve on and that mm-hmm. i can lead by example or is this something that i need to i need to go low and and serve my leader in this mm-hmm. you know and it and he's taught me a lot about that and i think he's there's still a lot of work to be done so yeah. but that is very hard yeah yeah especially like I, like being like if you're ever in a leadership role like mm-hmm. like oh <laughs> like I had so many people come to me and I, I was just like why are you asking this question <laughs> like he would come to me like what what is today <laughs> it's like you don't understand what I'm thinking about right now <laughs> and it is how to keep you alive <laughs> but like so in that way it was kind of difficult but then also so rewarding because you always see fruit when you sow supernatural seed and so yeah. like like leading people following the holy ghost I saw people like like come back to me I had this awesome testimony today or I saw this radical thing or even people you're ministering to like you may be preaching them and they may even be rude or upfront with you at first and like or even ignore what you're saying but I've I've been in moments where we've sat we've persisted Mm -hmm. and then I've seen them like break down in tears at the end of it and it was like all right, well, at first you were kind of a butt face, <laughs> like, because you didn't even what you were like, didn't want to acknowledge us. Like, you sat in the back, but then it was your life who was the most radically touched and turned around. But, dang. <laughs> For me, it's like, because it's like people that I minister to, I don't know, because I, I have a very big personality, and like, I don't, <laughs> I can bulldoze. <laughs> I can like like for example we were on a trip and this guy just had like the stankest attitude and we we're trying to talk to him and it just came to the point where I was like translate this listen I was like if unless you're expecting a group of Americans to show up in your hut tomorrow it's you it's best you listen to what we got to say and like and of course like that I don't do that everywhere but it comes with the balance of like holy spirit what what should I should I you know but uh, for me because the Holy Spirit knows how to reach the heart of people and there's, you know, that there's like a path there and it's like, that's doable, but ministering with other people, mm-hmm. with other believers who maybe can't ebb and flow with the Holy ghost, mm-hmm. maybe want to speak 
and like you know like i want to have my sense Mm -hmm. that to me is the hardest thing Mm -hmm. because if i'm on this agenda but you're on another agenda it's like hard because we're we're pressing for the same mark but you're trying to get glory or you're and it's just that's to me is the most frustrating thing about ministry other people because that's <laughs> it's the same thing like how are you gonna yeah. how do you like that's when you have to seek the lord yeah. lord is this an error is this something i need to correct mm-hmm. in them is this something that i need to be corrected in mm-hmm. like and really really being able to discern what's your emotions and what's the lord saying yeah, yeah. that's very hard it's hard and that's and that's in that's in missions that's in ministry in general yeah. and i say i wanted to say this too like the things that you think would be hard about missions and ministry are actually not because the Lord, if, if he He calls you you into it, he gives you a supernatural grace for it. And, but the things that are hard aren't hard because, because you're being punished. It's you're being, you're being refined through it. So that's good. What do you think is like one of the ways that you like, I mean, obviously the Holy Spirit helps, but like discerning between that, like, is this the Holy Spirit or is this just my emotions? Good question. I mean, I mean, like that's something that's applicable. The Bible, yeah. (laughs) Like knowing, like I've been in situations where, (laughs) oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, because the Holy Spirit's gonna always point you back to the Word, and so like I've been in moments where I'm like, what do I do? Do I correct them? Like, what do I? And like the Lord is say, like always brings up verses, like, like whether it's about offense, whether it's about like do not like cursing or whether it's about like so-and-so like Mm -hmm. he's always going to provide like a reason for why you're feeling that nudge in your spirit and it's going to go back to the word of god because it's there to edify people and to build people up and so nothing's going to do that more than the word and so like that's how i've always found that like because like what that conviction it usually always follows a verse <laughs> like and I'm like is this me being offended or is this actually something that needs to be worked on is it just offensive to the senses are they being annoying to my eyes <laughs> you know like or is this actually something right. that needs to be spoken to and so like if it's clearly like they're not living in a biblical principle they're swearing or they're immodest or something like there all sorts of situations have happened <laughs> <laughs> like like the lord will always provide a verse for that i've I've had friends come up to me and like during like may teen they're like but why shouldn't we curse and i was like huh? I, <laughs> and well it was just they didn't know the verse that came with it and it, it bothered me and i was like oh it's not just because it bothers me it's because there's like they don't know the biblical principle like salt water and fresh water can't come out of the same sprout so like so blessing and cursing cannot come out of the same sprout that's james 2 baby Uh, james 3 you right always a chapter off but that's okay first peter revelation book of job Okay, yeah. yeah, that's something that you taught that Charity actually taught me. Um, there was a there was a time like she, she like was it wasn't correction, but it was like I I confessed, you know, was like there was a there was a problem that came up, and I said, well, why did you, you know, in a normal situation, like I would expect like a harsh like rebuke or something like that, but she came to me with such a like mm-hmm. with such a just she honored me and like was very gentle and like gave me exactly what I felt like I needed from the Lord. 
and it, it was correction, but it was just in a different way where it, in my head, she, I probably have seen her correct people in a more harsh way mm-hmm. that they needed. But I think she was listening to the Lord in that. And mm-hmm. like the Lord said, you know, she needed this. She needed this because she already knows. She already knows like that that was wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like, like it's different person to person. So it's mm-hmm. not like one, stri- there's one straight answer. Anytime somebody cusses or, you know, swears yeah. or whatever, like you, re- you rebuke them in this exact way mm-hmm. or Whereas, like, it's different for different people. And that's why it's so important to actually commune with the Holy Spirit all day long. Because yeah. you can yes. tell what per- what people need and very specifically to what the Lord says, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what is one of your favorite testimonies that you have either experienced or seen or... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's... How do you even? I'd be forgetting. So like, <laughs> I'd be forgetting. Y'all really do. I asked. I'm like, never that time you're gonna keep. I'm like, no. Like, no, I don't. H- no, not at all. I, <laughs> I know. That's one of my flaws. I forget that I do stuff with other people. I'm like, I don't remember you. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we were in the same room. The whole time. Well, well, not in my head. <laughs> no. Um, I remember. Okay, when I was looking over the questions, I did think about when I was on Honduras, I think this was the year, what was the year that Lucas, that Brazilian guy came? Was that? I wasn't there that year, so it must have been 2013. No, I, that's early, early. I didn't Lucas. go to that one. The Brazilian guy? I wasn't there, so I wasn't sure. Maybe 2016. Maybe. Because I wasn't there either on that year. Okay, so there was a year, I don't know if it was a year I hated or the year that I loved. No, it was the year that I loved because okay. Karen was there. You were there. Karen was there. Yep. Okay. So anyways, that's not important. But like, so I was, I think it was my first mission trip and we, (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a lot of flashbacks. Everything just came back to me. Oh my God. So yeah, that one. So, um, um, so we were with this guy from another ministry we were ministering with another ministry while we were there and um we went to this house and this lady this Honduran lady she's never she's like I've always heard about Americans I've heard about you on the radio but I've never met any Americans and the and I've always wanted to and the first time I did they're here to pray for me and she was like paralyzed on her bed everything smelled like pee and I was like, oh, and that, that you know, that oh. was the, like, cause I, you know, I grew up a Christian, but like, I didn't know how to pray for other people's miracles. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do that. So I had, we had this Brazilian guy who I'm so glad that he was there because, you know, follow me as I follow Christ mm-hmm. because he was mature in that area. I was able to see a miracle. Like she, all her life, her daughter took care of her, like cleaned her everything. That lady got up out of her bed and was able to stand for the first time in a long time. And not only did I see that miracle, which is like, what the age, like, I can't make, like, I can't make that up. Mm -hmm. I got to learn how, what it looks like to like work in power. Mm -hmm. And like, and the way that that guy prayed, he, he, it wasn't like, God, we ask you. It was like, no, we know what we're here for. Like we curse this thing that's making you like, you know, I got to see like a good example like see the authority like you know and it's good and that I think was like 
what was the question like the best or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, or the most test- your favorite yeah that's testimony. probably one of my favorites yeah. actually i do have i very much have a favorite um there's one that I share all the time, and sometimes I'm like, oh, Lord, what? <laughs> like, uh, which, yeah. But, it, I mean, a guy, like, came back from, like, pretty much being dead. So I was like, that was dope. That was pretty good. That was yeah, pretty, that was good. pretty good. Pretty good one. <laughs> a good one. But the one that I really, I like, I treasure in my heart um, and actually is, like, something I'm clinging to for the next season. But, um, thank you, <laughs> is uh, it was during an expedition in Zambia. <laughs> you can't see it, but they look like they're eating their microphones. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, uh, <laughs> so we were, we were on our last expedition and it was our last, like, we have these things called, like, revival nights where we, as we're doing house-to-house ministry throughout the days, we invite people to a night meeting, which is just a huge bonfire where we preach the gospel, and um, someone gives the word. But it was so cool because I saw so many prayers answered. Um, and, like, through, and the Lord, I used to be very resentful towards being in any kind of leadership position, Um because I had been in some very poor ones <laughs> and uh like he had me in a leadership position in that and I just prayed I was like Lord how do you want me to order this gave me a direct order for the service and it like mm-hmm. like we're gonna have a, a prayer team for healing a prayer team for the baptism of the Holy Ghost a prayer team for salvation and it broke it down to where there was able to be so much fruit from that time and the Lord blessed me with being able to go to every group and be able to participate in everything. And like, I was like, I don't know how I had the time or the ability to do that. But then also, um, so I, I was able to lead like 20 kids to the Lord. And then we saw somebody get healed. And then I was able to pray over like 50 kids, like with my teammates. And I was like, this is amazing. And, um, but afterwards, like I had gone back to the bonfire because the Holy Spirit, again, another reason why you stay in communion with the Holy Ghost, because it's his ministry. And so you follow the leading. Um, He was like, all right, you're done. And so I come back to the fire. And one of our co-ministers, who's Zambian, was like trying to lead these kids in song. And while we were there, it's very against like African culture to not dance or sing. Like everyone I've met has loved that. And so I'm like, why? Like, but when we went there, there was such a religious principality where people, we even went to church services and the choir director would stop his church service and say, you need to sing because they would be so quiet and like wouldn't even clap because there was just a heaviness of like, like religion over them. Um, Because like they were like, I even went to some of the meetings and they were being preached like you have to follow the ten commandments um that's the cross you're meant to carry like nothing about the grace that jesus has come and given us and like how he's our salvation it was Mm -hmm. all it was all of works and all their salvation was from the ten commandments Mm -hmm. (laughs) which (laughs) was crazy um still living under the old covenant um and so i started singing a song with them as she's leading them and it was a language called Tonga that they speak in Zambia. And I'd only picked up a couple words. And so I started singing it. And afterwards, she was like, oh, I heard you singing. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, no, you didn't. And, like, <laughs> and there was like 15 or 20 kids there. And they were like, we heard you singing. And I was, it was like this like kind of like 
crucify her moment. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. And like, and so I was like, all right, we'll sing in Tonga. And so I started singing with them. And wherever I didn't know the word, they would fill in the gap for me. And so I got it, and it got to where I sang the song to them three times. And I was like, okay, I sing to you in Tonga. Now you sing me a song in Tonga. And like, literally where it had taken an entire week where I hadn't seen like at previous night meetings, no clapping. It was so hard to get them to sing anything. They didn't know the words or something like that to like this roar comes out of these kids louder than anything that we've heard. And it's, it's just a small group of kids. You would think it was 50 kids there, but like really just 10 to 15. And they like, they just start praising the Lord, like praise Yahweh. And I like start clapping my hands with them. And like, and in that moment, the Holy Spirit told me like, this is the breakthrough in principalities that I was waiting for. And it it was that song of worship that was released from the mouths of children that like, and it was because like, I came in, like, I will be a fool for the gospel. Mm-hmm. I will be a fool for this. I'll yeah. sing. I ain't got to sing wow. a voice like that. Wow. I don't know the language, but I will be a fool. And I will, I'll even, like, let me try and relate. And let me try and know your language. Know you because I love you, because yes. the Lord loves you. Mm-hmm. And so, literally, my friend Victor comes over. He's the ambient, radical preacher of the gospel. This is a move of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and like, he's like yelling that as we're like dancing. And it was just, it was so beautiful. And it was really gave me that encouragement for the next season of like, learn the language, know the language so that you can know the people and so that you yeah. can see a move and a yeah. breakthrough like that. Yeah. But that's good. That's yeah. so cool. I feel like that's so important when you're doing like missions and ministries, you just have to put your pride aside. Oh, like, yeah. and if you weren't willing to like put your pride aside, you never would have like you, like if you weren't willing to be just like kind of awkward and like sing in front of people, like yeah. even though, you know, you're not like if you weren't comfortable, like in your singing, but yeah. You never would have seen the rest of that if you hadn't been willing to first just be like, you know what, I'm just going to look dumb for a little bit. Because <laughs> we're all one body anyway. Yeah. So like culture is not, culture shouldn't be ever a barrier, you know? Yeah. And, and people get caught up in that. And oh gosh, when I take teams out and they're like so American and they're <laughs> so Gen Z and I'm like, mm-hmm. can we just, can we just let that go for a week, yeah. you know? And... They do. They do eventually. Um, I guess my favorite testimony from the field would be, I I share different healing ones all the time, but my favorite is um, actually just a salvation. Um, We went to this house one day. I was with a a team of really young um, expeditioners, (laughs) and um, none of them actually really were baptized in the Holy Spirit or really knew anything about that until we got out on the field, which which I, if I was in charge of that team beforehand, I would have really tried to get them to, because that's very important before you go on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. We, we gave them like some, we gave them like a, a teaching on it. Um, one of the first nights we were out there and a lot of them got baptized in the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the days we were out, um, I took a team out and we went to this house, uh, this guy who's like 20, 20 something years old, his name is Benjamin, and he was working all by himself at the house, and he had a really nice, really nice place, and his family was at church, and we were like, 
uh, why, why aren't you at church with your family? And he said, you know, very quickly we realized uh, that he wasn't following the Lord. And that's very rare in Zambia. They're very, um, at least, they're not all sold out for, for the Lord, but they're at least religious. You know, mm-hmm. they at least go to church and like um, claim that, claim to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're even fully in witchcraft, like they'll still claim yeah. to be Christians. Like well, that's the level. Sunday. So it's very, it's very rare it's to true. have someone be like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes. No, they don't take them off. They, oh, <laughs> no, some churches, they actually, anyway, I'm not going to get, that's, yeah. Amen. So for this guy, like, this was like a super rare thing to come across. And so we sat with him for a while and we came, we figured out that he had like, he said that he had actually read the whole Bible. He was very well educated. He spoke English really well. And, um, and, um, he had fallen away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, in talking to him, we talked to him for like four hours probably. And it kind of got into this like debate situation where he was, he really believed in science. He believed in like somebody, one of his friends had, um, one of his friends had convinced him that the Bible was a myth and all this stuff. And so it got into like theological debate, which I didn't like. I mean, I can do that, but like, it just felt like we were going anywhere. So one of my 16-year-old team members that had just got baptized in the Holy Spirit, she goes, we had talked about words of knowledge and things like that before. And she goes, she taps me on the shoulder and she goes, I think I have a word, a word for him. And I was like, okay. I said, go on. And so she goes, we stopped this debate about, I don't even know. It was like about Adam and Eve or something. I don't know. And we, I, she said, Benjamin, I, I feel like the Lord is telling me that, um, you, someone very close to you died in an unjust way. Mm-hmm. And immediately his countenance changed as soon as he heard it. And he sat there really, I mean, silent for about 30, probably 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And he, and he started to cry and he mm-hmm. said, yeah, that was my mom. He said, mm-hmm. my mom, um, Someone had someone went to a witch doctor and the witch doctor put a curse on her, and a sore a sore appeared on her chest and she died within like three days, oh and um, he said that was when I turned away from God because I don't know how God could ever do that, and so but he I mean after we said that he said but now I know that you that what you're saying is true I know that the whole that God speaks to you so I'm listening. And so that really opened up the door for us to like, I mean, I then from there, like poured into him, like the love of God, like God, God, God was so grieved that that happened to you. God Mm -hmm. cried more than you did over that, you know, Mm -hmm. and really like just gave him this new perspective of God as like a father. father. And, um, I said, that was the devil, you know, like that's, that's the thing we go in there. We have to break down all these different, um, false ideas they have of God and it's yeah. it sometimes it takes time and you have to be willing to sit there and do that um mm-hmm. so we were there for yeah for like four or five hours and by the end of it he um not only rededicated his life to God but he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yeah. felt the presence of God right there in front of his house yeah. he said I, I don't know what I just felt but I think it was the presence of God 
and mm. he's now a leader in that village. Um, he's on. he's training under one of the local pastors, oh. and so like that <laughs> is one of my. I mean, besides oh, all the like so healing, good. the healing testimonies, those are really cool, and people love those stories. Mm-hmm. But like that to me, that is one by one. Like yeah. seriously, like that is an eternity changed. Yeah. You know, Name and and th- and like that source of like pain and suffering for him the lord was able to touch and like give him you know give him comfort in that and so and and not only that but he used one of my team members who had and and now she knows that in eternity and she she's even more encouraged because she she was able to hear the voice of god and like Like, so i love i love what i do because we see these team members like throughout the week like by the end they're like they've seen healings and miracles and they've god spoken through them and they're like, I, love that. I can do this. And actually, that, that young girl, Claire, she's actually doing AMT in May. Woo, so, you. yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my faves. I'm trying to figure out which question would be better. Um, do you guys ever deal with, like, homesickness when you're doing no. overseas missions? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, good. Somebody does. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, um, so, because I have such wonderful friends here in America that I love and I treasure and such, like, my family very close to them. Um, like, I, like, I live in a family, like, my dad used to live here before he had to leave for work, but uh, with two of my sisters and then my niece and my nephew. So, constantly six people in this house. Um, and so, it's kind of, like, it's hard to, like, leave somewhere and, like, their presence isn't there, you yeah, know. Yeah. Even if I'm like maybe gone for a week, babysitting or dog sitting, like I know I'll come back home and they'll be there. But um, so that was hard for me when I went out and did the missions training AMT. Um, the first three weeks, I like low key grieved because <laughs> I was. But it's like it, it is because like when you bond so closely with people and you like like form like those relationships it's going to be difficult to say goodbye and to be apart from them but the lord again always provides a grace for whatever season he's called you to um i think the question was like how do you cope kind of like how handle that um the holy ghost (laughs) um there was a moment where i was just yeah the comforter really though like because i was just like lord especially because my friend rachel trotter had just moved to angola and i was like this might i might not see her for like at the time we were thinking like five years and so thankfully it might be sooner than that but but um and like we got really close she was one of the reasons why i did amt and like I was just like, Lord, I I miss my home. I miss my people. Like, I miss the job I used to do. And I was like, I know you've called me to this, and I love these people, but I'm, I'm like, my heart is broken. And he just brought me to, uh, like, Psalms 42 and 43. I was out, like, at this lookout where you can go by yourself, and you look at the Zambezi River, and... I read Psalms 42 and 43, and it says, like, why are you downcast, O my soul? Like, get up and praise the Lord. (laughs) And and I literally just felt such, like, confidence, such joy and peace come into my heart. And I was like, I know I miss them, and that will probably never go away. But, like, 
when you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, I love that song, like the things of this world grow faintly dim. Mm-hmm. And it's like even in moments where you feel alone and like where you feel away from home, like, yeah, there's little things you can do, like bring tea that, you know, like bring f- food, things that will comfort you in those times. But like also fix your eyes on Jesus and like those things will like fade away and you like you'll have that joy because at the end of the day our joy comes from the Lord and so no circumstance no thing no like separation separation can really like take away that joy because it's always it's from the Holy Ghost and so it can't leave you (laughs) but um yeah kind of just turning to the word listening to the spirit was kind of what comforted me in that time Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to change one of these questions just a little bit. But why do you guys think it is important for all of us, not just women, but like men included? Like, why should Christians be like passionate about living out the Great Commission? Or like, why should we care about it? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer, but I just wanted to hear what you guys say about it. That's what I mean. My motivation is like, of course, eternity. But when you, at the end of the day, of your days, when you stand before the Lord and God asks you to answer for everything you did on this earth, would you rather give him things when tried by fire will become gold or will they burn like chaff? And you have to, you have to. And there's the things of this world that even the Bible teaches, don't store up treasures like it's not teaching like don't like have an inheritance because you know the proverbs that teach like a wise man builds an inheritance for his grandchildren whatever but don't store up treasures in this world for the moths and like you know all these flies to eat it up but store up your treasures in heaven so that nothing can like like mold like it won't be you know like mess with it it, it's good you have to do things that are worth eternal eternity because if you do all the christian things and you never make heaven what was the point you need to make heaven yourself, number one. Number two, you need to do things that are worth eternity. Yeah. Because Jesus' whole purpose was he was sowing an eternal seed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like what you, 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 a lot of the things about the kingdom, specifically about the Great Commission, those are seeds that you reap in the next life. Because the Bible says godliness is profitable in, t- in this life and the next. So there's seeds you'll see here. You'll have a harvest here, but you will have your reward in yeah. heaven. So that's what it's all for. I mean, it's yeah. it's more than just oh you're you know that's just because you have a call of ministry. No, I'm a Christian first, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Period. So yeah. every believer should have a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you don't devote your entire life to this, which yeah. I mean you should. <laughs> I because like, I don't really believe that. Like I was called to the right, like right. no. I just I read the word. I listened to the Holy Spirit and like he he pointed to this, you know, I think like if any person was just like, I believe in the Great Commission and I want to go like that's enough. (laughs) Like that's enough to go to the nations and see a nation changed. But um, one of my favorite verses is Matthew 24, 14. Um, The gospel, the gospel shall be preached into the ends of the nations and to the ends of the world. And then the end will come. Um, Jesus isn't coming back until every like tribe, nation, tongue has heard. So, so let's go. Let's go. Like people are looking to the world and saying there's war, there's like gas prices, all these things. They're looking oh, to the world, okay. and and they're and like and that's what they're saying is the end of times. That these are the signs. No, no, no. That's not the sign. We need to go <laughs> because yeah. like the end of signs, like end times, end of time signs, <laughs> is 
is when people are going to the nations and seeing people who have never heard come into the, the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Like with every soul that gives their lives to the Lord, the kingdom is coming closer to this earth. Yeah. And like that's that was the heart cry of Jesus. Like, like our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done <clears throat> on earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus isn't coming back until like people have heard, until every yeah. ear has heard. And so that's kind of like my heart cry of like anybody who's interested or coming into nations, like you don't just do it because you love traveling or because you love people. You do it because you are so like caught up in the love of Jesus and looking at him that he's just going to sweep you away into those things. He's going to call you into those things. And out of that fruit of just looking at the Lord, you're going to see entire people groups, entire, entire nations, like the the nation of Zambia, how it's being shaken right now Mm -hmm. for the kingdom of heaven, how there are people in leadership chiefs, like coming to know the Lord and seeing their entire government system transformed by the gospel. Like that's what the, that's what the Lord is looking for. That's the kingdom of heaven coming to this earth. I love how different all of our perspectives are, but it's so unified. Like, yeah. I just, I love everything else said. I think I, my, as, as being who I am, like, I love to worship. And it just, when you, when you were talking, it feels like what it felt like when I, when I realized I was going to do missions for the rest of my life was it reminds me of this, of when I'm in worship and I am so overcome with love for the Lord that I'm like I would literally dance like an idiot right now and sometimes I do sometimes I like and because I don't care (laughs) I don't care it's like it's like I don't care what anyone thinks because Mm -hmm. I'm so overcome with love for the Lord and I know that he loves me so much and he dances over me so like I kind of throw everybody else out the window Mm -hmm. you know and it's kind of it was kind of the same feeling I'm sorry. Uh, It was kind of the same feeling um, when I said yes to missions. It was like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I don't care about anything. It's it's not what everyone thinks, but it's I don't care about anything else, period. Like, I don't care. I love the Lord. And when you, like Charity said, when you love the Lord and you... And he starts pouring, pouring his like desires on you. Like when you're, when you're unified with the Lord and we have the Holy Spirit in us, mm-hmm. you can't help but love people. Yeah. You cannot help it. You're like, because yes. you know that's his desire. Like you cannot be close to the Lord. You cannot be close to the Lord without having a desire for his people because yes. that is his yes. number one desire is his yeah. people yeah. and to see them saved because there's people going to hell. Yeah. And like Charity said, like, Jesus is coming back, but he's not going to come back until the whole world is heard. Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah. You know, working our, you know, we're, we're, we're working here. We're getting our education. We're, we're, what are we working for? Yeah. You know, yeah. what are the we, American what are we dream. trying to accomplish here? <laughs> we're trying to have a comfortable life. We're trying to further society in some way, but like there's a point and it's honestly, it has to come supernaturally because mm-hmm. It just does, and it, I think it has for most of us. Like when you're just like, I'm. I've got to. I've got to work for a greater purpose, you know. And mm-hmm. and that's what Jesus talked about. And so, yeah. I think just it's. And I don't think I don't shame people for not for not being on the mission field full time because yeah. there you got it. We got to keep you know the place running, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like at the same time, I find it hard for people to really. Like I could, 
to not invest, to not yeah. be a part of it somehow. You yeah, know, like, yeah, exactly. To take part. Everybody should have a, a part in this. Yeah. Being close to the Lord, they should oh, have a part in this. So this this yeah. is my favorite quote. Um, it's, I forget who it's by. I don't know if it's Hudson Taylor, but um, like he kind of just said, the point of the church is not like, like the Great Commission isn't just something that's a part of the church. The whole point of the church is the Great Commission. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, Acts, the book of Acts mm-hmm. is still going. Yes. Yep, that's us. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's like people are like, uh, like in American churches like talk about like, well, there's ministry here in America. There are people who have never heard the gospel, right. never mm-hmm. heard the name of They're Jesus, dying. and that are yes. dying without the hope of eternity. Yeah. And it, whereas in America, you go down every street, every corner, there are people available. There are, there, yeah. The body of Christ is here and is present. Yeah. And you can't tell me that like the people who have never even heard someone talk about the name of Jesus, that they're not worth us going yeah, there, yeah. that their lives aren't of value, that their eternities don't matter just as much as those here in yeah. America. It, like, grieves my heart when people like, kind yeah. of, like, push for American, like, yes, there's ministry here. Like, raise up people to be, like, mm-hmm. to see yeah. the Great Awakening. There's people like Rodney Howard Brown called to America yeah. to from see, Africa. from yeah. Africa, yes, <laughs> missionaries <laughs> come to America. <laughs> People who get touched by those ministries. Yes, me. They all. Uh, you see a lot of. Yes, yeah. a lot. Me. Yeah. You. Yeah. Like oh. they all. We all get launched into the field because yes. the closer you are to the Lord's oh. heart, that's where you. That's where He yeah. leads you. He to just step lost, by step. Yeah. You don't even know you're going there until like all of a sudden you're in it. That's what. Yeah. I mean. You know what's crazy? Like, I like. Okay, so. I never even, and it, it's truly the Lord because my eyes were nowhere even looking to ministry, but I had people speaking it over my life. There's like a lady who's on staff with Overland Missions whose mother is like, crazy story. I'll try to make it short. When my family and I immigrated to America, this lady was one of the earliest people that ministered to my family. When we fresh immigrants to Jacksonville, Florida, her daughter ended up being a full-time missionary with Overland Missions. And when she knew Elise, Elise and like from, from the time that I was eligible to do missions, she always looked at me and was like, you're going to do missions. You're going to do missions. Mm-hmm. And like, and at that point, you know, just growing up as a believer, then God put the desire, like I recognized the, 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 just the pull to full-time ministry. And I was like, what the H? Cause I'm not looking towards it. And then as I do missions, then God's like, you're going to go around the world and preach the gospel. Yeah. So, and it's like, but you reach a point in your life where you realize, and it's not a missionary thing. It's a Christian thing. I love you. I, all that I care, God is to live for you. I, I even told God that Wednesday and I did cry about it Wednesday. I was like, I would even die for you because you realize like what it's like my favorite worship song, like the wonderful cross. It bids me to come and die to find that I may truly live. I live for Christ. It makes me want to cry. I do. It literally makes me want to cry. But you realize like, Jesus, you are my life. You're my motivation. My only reason for living. Who am I without you? I would be, I'd be on a path to hell like the rest of the world, like the rest of Jacksonville, Florida here. But you intervened and died for me that I may find life. It's an honor to live for you because what else, what else, what else is there to live for? What can I do outside of you? And that's why I was created. Like I was created to be a part of this family to receive the reward, to see the lamb receive the reward of his suffering. Oh, for me, you know? And it's like, and if this shirt, if this life is just but a blip, like a vapor, it's worth giving my vapor of a life to have eternity with God. So, you know, 
I don't know. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, I don't, I don't know where we're going to go here, but this is the evangelist in me. If you're listening, you haven't given your life to the Lord. Make today the day. Like, let today, like, let it be known that I, you know where you're going in eternity. You can make that decision. You can know. And all you have to say is, you know, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I believe, Jesus, you are the Lord. You died for me. You took on my sins for me. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you rose up from the dead and you resurrected so that I may live in you. You give your life to the Lord. You find a good church that believes the full Bible, that acts in the entire Bible. I mean, a Holy Spirit-filled church. Nobody got the time. I I don't have the time to tell you to go to a cathedral. You got to get in the Holy Spirit-filled church. You have to. There's no time left. Get filled. Let God speak to you and your purpose. Get discipled. Read your word and see your life be changed. And I hope you pray that prayer. Because you, at the end of the day, sinner or saint, you have to answer at the end of your days Mm -hmm. and answer for the life that God gave you to live on this earth. Mm -hmm. And I would rather you do it from the position of the righteous than those who go into eternal hellfire without the Lord. So, you know, (laughs) so that's that. Well, what was the question? (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) Shameless plug here. If you do want to go on a trip, if you have a desire, we have a team. We have a great team. I am the person you can talk to. You can can email me. I don't know. Yeah. They contact you. Um, You can email me at hzink at overlandmissions.com. Or you can go to overlandmissions.com and we have tons of um, trips and programs that you can look at and sign up for. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you, we have a great team. We have so many countries we're in. Yeah. If you have a desire for missions, even if you just want information, um, reach out to us and yeah. Yeah, overlandmissions.com yeah. is a good one. And I would just encourage anybody who's listening who just feels that tug to like get involved in missions even if you are at the point where you're like oh I don't have the money or I can't go like just pray about it and ask the Lord like where do you want me to go what's the first step that you want me to do and it might be even just like hey start doting or donating to like a missionary that's also sowing seed for missions into the kingdom and you get the reward at the end of it um when you're in heaven in eternity you get to see all the people that like your money and <laughs> help yeah. support and like yeah. it's i don't know that's just like the coolest part of it for me yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah i this is one of my favorite ways that one of our leaders put it she was like there's nothing that you could do more that would tie kingdom like finances with kingdom work being done on the earth mm-hmm. this is right. the closest it's ever gonna get you yeah. can give to goodwill <laughs> you yeah. can give to all these other things but there's nothing closer than to actually sow seed into a missionary to sow seed and to the the nations where mm-hmm. you're gonna actually see such immediate and abundant fruit that's like the kingdom advancing mm-hmm. um you're yeah. we, yeah. we yeah. sow seeds it's not like we're sitting here like receiving funds and doing nothing no. we're yeah. christians yeah. first givers yeah. here like yeah. <laughs> like we all personally sow Ooh. into a missionary yeah. so yeah. yeah and half of you are missionaries so. yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three out of three this is a good conversation guys yeah, i yeah. love this i will say for the whole because i know that was your last question for funds so like how do i do it if i afford listen faith is the only way that you're gonna get yes. to where you need to go yeah. i who who i one day i will reach the point because I, I don't plan to be poor on this earth 
I'm going to be mighty on this earth, you know? But one day I'm going to reach a point where there's a, where a whole t- team wants to go and I'll be able to fund that whole team in a let's second. Go, let's go, let's go. But as for now, <laughs> as for yesterday at least, because I don't know what God has planned for today. I don't know what he's going to drop in my bank account. Who knows? But as for yesterday, I don't have the three grand. <laughs> I don't have the 30 million to support whatever. Mm-hmm. As for yesterday, you know, but f- how did I get to all these places? Faith. Mm-hmm. Faith. God knows how to speak to people's hearts and he knows how to find you. I sowed a seed. I'll just say I sowed a $700 seed towards a ministry and $2,000 came my way. Come on. Faith knows how to find you. Let's so. Do it. Let's do it. Come on. Yeah. 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 Another example. <laughs> Literally like sowed $1,000 into a ministry within, I think the, that week, not only did I get it like a $1,000 return, but like Thank also you. had people partner with me in ministry. There's, so seed time and harvest biblical mm-hmm. principle like literally do that ah. even unbelievers okay this isn't about finances but i have a passion for it but mm-hmm. even unbelievers understand the principle that's why there's mega corporations yeah. that have charities have donations mm-hmm. because they know when you sow into something you reap a harvest of mm-hmm. return and yeah. so no matter like yes. as a believer take that as your inheritance unbelievers are taking this and it's not even their inheritance yeah. so you take it and it works Period. take yeah. it so into someone someone you know who is a believer someone who's going on their next ministry trip Mm -hmm. a missions trip so into them and you will see a return on your life and it may not even i've seen it where it's not only just in finances not only just in finances but salvations Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like i've literally sown seed and the lord is like you're sowing this for this and like for this promise that you've been waiting for and i've seen it come to pass so in the same way. Oh, the stories. Oh. Tell so many stories. <laughs> the Lord just, it, he's faithful. I mean, yes. that's all I got to say. Like, yeah. if somebody said something one time, I think it was Adonica, um, she said, if if somebody gives you a, uh, an offering or a donation or whatever, if you're believing for money for a trip, and it's not enough to cover whatever need you have, sew it back. You know, mm. give it back until, right. until it's returned. And that, know? like... Mm. That I mean, it just you can't you won't know until you've done it. You can't yeah. just say and you you know it takes like an ongoing like being faithful in things because he returns faithfulness to faithfulness. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we've all gone all of our trips. We've been we've paid for in full because yeah. and we probably at times didn't know where the money was coming from and yeah. even sometimes at the last second somebody's like, hey, here's the rest of the money yeah. you need. Here's two yeah. grand. You know whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Lord's faithful to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I signed up for my Zambia trip last year, I, I was like, Lord, you're going to have to give the money because the, the, there's no way that I could pay for this. And like random people called me. Like somebody that I went to call, like she was one of my college roommates and she dropped out. Her dad called me. Didn't even, I never met her dad before in my life. And I was like, yeah, yeah my church wants to cover you and one of your friends, like the rest of your funds Shut for your trip. Out. And I was like, I don't even know you, sir. Like, the Lord always provides. Mm-hmm. But, I, but it's good because like the people that sow it to them, they get a harvest yep. and then they want to do more. And it's yep. like. Because I used, okay, I actually have to go soon. But, like, I used to, like, feel guilty. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm asking people to give money. Until I realized, like, I'm not in need. I'm I'm in the overflow over here. You are going to get a harvest. That's biblical. You reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. And then everything's pressed, shaken together, runneth over so there's room for more. Mm -hmm. So you 
And it's just like, this is an investment. I'm giving yeah. you the opportunity because regardless, I don't need you. You don't need me. God will get me to where I need God, to go yeah. regardless. Yeah. yeah. God lacks nothing. Yeah. He's my provider. But if you want to have yeah. a cut of the pie of this great reward, <laughs> yes. it's come best on. you do because we're going places. We're going somewhere yes. over here. So yeah, come on. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Surrender your life to the Lord. Yeah, it was like, fix your eyes. <laughs> 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 One more time. <laughs> Sign up for a trip. <laughs> if it's through Overland or somewhere else. I know we have a lot of, because at Anderson University, we're partnered with the Southern Baptist Convention, and they have a lot of mission trips you can go with. So all kinds yeah, of opportunities for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so um, do you guys have, like, if people want to, like, get in touch with you or, like, contact you, ask you about missions? Number 904, this is Charity. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving it out, but you can have it. Yeah, they, they already have it, baby. I get six phone calls a day. Yeah. Also, charity at overlandmissions.com. If you're interested in just knowing more about Cambodia or just missions in general or just want to talk to somebody yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a podcast it's called Criso C-H-R-I-S-O you can find me on Instagram C-H-R-I-S-O L-Y-T-H-E C-H-R-I-S-O L-Y-T-H-E that is my literal government name so stop oh, laughing stop it yes you can find me on Instagram too Hannah Zink and you can email me at hzinc at overlandmissions.com and I'll, I'll get in contact with you. I answer my emails. So. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I always love hanging out with you guys. It's so much fun. So, um, but thank you all for listening to this episode. As always, if you want to keep up with everything uh, women's ministry related, you can follow us on Instagram at AU Women's Ministry. Um, and next time on the podcast, we're going to be talking about different ways to hear from God. So definitely tune back in. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I sure did. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. In the words of Pan Montana. <laughs>